Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth. If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place. It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to growth. Reframe. Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Growth Reframed. We are so happy you're here. Today, we are going to talk all about the idea of letting go. And I'm just going to jump right in because I think in life, I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, but we'll get into it, but there's, we have attachments to things. Like we attach to so many different things, whether it's things that happened in the past, whether it's unrealized expectations of how things would turn out, whether it's dreams or goals that we haven't quite made it, made it happen, whether it's past things that were other people wronged us or situations wronged us or life events happened. And a lot of times we can hold on to those things. And I don't think even in my own life that I realize how much of an impact it has on your day-to-day decisions. And look, I get it. I mean, it should, obviously you should learn from the past, right? You should learn from the things and the people and everything that you interact with. But it becomes a challenge when it's preventing you from realizing, you know, who you really want to be or holding you back from even trying in the first place. And so I want to get into that idea of attachment today. And we kind of broke it down into certain, uh, a few different places where we want to go. But I, I think this is important because just as people, we like to hold on to things too long. And there's a real power in deciding just to let things go. Hmm. I think I want to start with one of the ones that I find hardest for me, and that is the past, like letting go of the past. And that shows up for me in a few different ways. And I don't know if you'll agree, Bram, but you can tell me. I think that one of those ways is just like the guilt of how I did something, like even if it wasn't necessarily like the wrong thing, but like I wish I would have, I didn't. And now I'm going to feel guilty and like replay this in my mind forever instead of just letting it go. Like, yep. You know what? If that happened again, I definitely wouldn't play. I I wouldn't let it play out like it did and have that thought and let it go. But instead I'm like, man, I'm just going to ruminate and keep going over this and over this and over this. And that's super unhealthy. And I know that, but that's one of the ones where I struggle the most is like that past stuff, like letting go of the past things, not so much grudges, although I do probably do that too, but not so much like the grudge thing for me. Cause I do feel like I, kind of have a decent grasp of forgiveness at this point in my life, but more so just like my own personal faults. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting because one of the things, like I don't believe I do this anymore, but one of the places where I find most people fall into, and I used to fall into this trap, is holding those grudges or holding things over people or holding past events or how this happened or how this turned out or how this person treated me, really falling into the victim mentality Mm -hmm. and saying, well, that's why. And if, if it wasn't for what that person did, then I'd be in a better place. And really until I was in therapy, I didn't realize what an impact that can have on all of your relationships when you hold in those things, when you say that that's there. And and that's one of the reasons I wanted to even do an episode like this, because for example, like in our relationship, like I don't want to delve into all of it, but like we were at a place at one point where like we were basically going to get a divorce. And that moment it shaped me like and and shook me to the core 
And I find that even today, even though I'm aware of it, still playing a big role in how I'm showing up and in the fears that I have in anything that comes up in our relationship. And so because of that past pain, it's not allowing me to like really fully move forward into a, into a better place. And one of the strategies I used, and I actually want to share it here with any past pain, uh, things that have hurt you, harmed you, a lot of times they can be described, at least I've heard it described, and I love the analogy as shrapnel, right? Like it's like an emotional shrapnel. So like, you know, like obviously in the military or whatever, you get an explosion and that metal's there and it doesn't normally hurt you. But if someone presses on that issue, then it brings it up to the surface. And I feel like this happens a lot of times for things in the past. We're really good at saying, well, yeah, we're past it. We have, we'll avoid it. We'll move on. But then something comes up to push on that shrapnel and it hurts a little bit and you feel it. And being aware of it is obviously the most important thing. But one of the strategies I learned and I don't even know where I learned this because it was not in therapy, is when bad memories, when bad things, when things from the past come up in your mind, just breathe them out. Like take deep breaths in. I don't mean to get woo-woo, but you take deep breaths in and you breathe them out and you almost imagine your body expelling those things out. And so they, they don't have to build up into a pressure bubble until you, you know, explode you're actually able to say, okay, it's there. I feel it. I, I, I get you. You're there. Now I'm just going to push you out. And it works, at least for me. So if you find yourself in a place where you're holding on to those past things, sorry, I was having an issue with my headphone here. If, you're, if you find yourself in a place, you might try that strategy. But I feel like that's where a lot of us get caught up. And then the real challenge is it can affect your new relationships or new things or new experiences or new goals that you push for because you're letting that weigh you down. And so finding the strategies to kind of push past that is an important thing. Um, but I think right with that, coupled with that, is the idea that, yeah, we focus on that past stuff, but then as humans, we really love our routine and we really love the place and the things we do and the, the, the people that are around us and we don't want anyone to change. And, and we, you know, Oh, change just feels weird. And I always, I don't know why, when I think about this, I always think about exam exam week in college, you know, like the whole class would be empty. And then on exam day, 15,000 people would come into the class to take the test and you're someone took your seat and you'd just be annoyed or mad. And it's because you don't want to change. You don't want to change up the routine. But I think a lot of, a lot of things can be can be shown and improved by embracing change in your life. Yeah. When we embrace change, that's almost giving us like a new opportunity to not just let go of the past, but also let go of our expectations for the future. Let go of what we believed had to be true in order for us to succeed. Let go of all this kind of preconceived notion, I guess, that we feel so set in our ways that that if only these things are true, that's the only way we can move forward. And that's actually quite opposite. I mean, we know, if you think about it logically, that most things in your life don't go the way that you're planning them to. So there is change involved there. That things changed, things moved around a little bit, and you still made it through. So for me, just helping remembering like, yeah, I don't necessarily love change. Change is hard. But also I've been through change. And a lot of times it not only worked out, it worked out for the better, 
can really help me understand that if I'm letting go a little bit of that just rigid, innate, like feeling inside of me, then I can actually be opening myself up to way, way more. But I have to be open to that change. I have to be willing to let some things kind of shape around a little bit differently in order to experience that growth and that, that opposite direction, that little bit of a a change in the road. Right. And I love how you said that because honestly, we all know this, like change is inevitable. No matter how much you want to be rigid, like you were saying, it's a great word. You force yourself to say, no, this is the way it's going to be. Like you don't have control of a lot. Like you really have a lack of control of a lot. Yeah, you can con- control how you show up, but you really can't control how everyone else does. So when I say I want, I, I, I want to be rigid in my thinking and I only want it to be this way and this is the only way it's going to be, well, then people around you change and what do you do? Well, if you're stuck in that rigid thinking, you're actually just pushing them away. And then one of the things you touched on that I don't want people to miss is you also are in the tunnel vision and you're holding yourself back from realizing new things, new possibilities, exploring new ways, new relationships. If you're in that rigid level of thinking and you're stuck on that plateau in your life and you're not open to anything else around you, how much are you missing out on in those experiences by not embracing? You could either fight change, but it's inevitable. So you're literally fighting a losing battle or you can roll with the punches, roll with the change, and then open yourself up to new opportunities and new things. And to me, that idea, it's hard to embrace, but it's, it's, it's really exciting once you do, because you're like, eh, I don't know. I mean, this wasn't how I wanted it to go, but it could go. And like you just said, Meg, think about in your life. I mean, that, there's so many things where I'm like, I'd never have chose that path, but it worked out pretty well. Or maybe it didn't, but I also got to this place doing something I never thought I was going to do. So that's kind of cool too. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we wanted to touch on is just the idea of inner peace because it's so often looked over in our culture. It's just something that we all kind of like say we want to strive for, but I don't think rarely we do get there because we're so bogged down and like everything else and all the worries and all the anxieties and all the to-do lists and all the things that we have to get done or worry might happen or you know, regret from the past, like all those different things that we've kind of been touching on, but it really inhibits us from having that inner peace. And if you really want to let go, if you really want to experience the life that you're trying to experience and have happiness and have just a full positive life, then I think you have to find that inner peace and inner peace can really be possible. I feel like, I think we can do it, but it's a lot of work to get there. It's, it's not just like putting something aside for a day and, Mm-mm. taking a break. It's, it's a, it's a full-time commitment. It's a, it's a thing you have to practice all the time. Not just like, I'm going to practice it a little bit over here and then come back to it three years from now. Like mm-hmm. it's like a marriage. It's like a relationship. It's like anything else. If you're not constantly working on it, it's just going to keep deteriorating mm-hmm. to find that inner peace. You have to make that a goal. Right. And I mean, uh, I think the issue is you say inner peace And we chase so many things externally. So we're just trying to fill the void with busyness. We're trying to fill the void with more material goods. We're trying to fill the void with another relationship. We're trying to fill the void with having kids sometimes. We're trying to fill the void with planning that next trip. We're trying to fill the void of an internal peace that we need to have with external 
things and vices and whatever we choose to try to fill that with. And, and, and you can't do that in order to find true inner peace. You have to spend time with yourself internally thinking about yourself, working on yourself, as you said, and making decisions for yourself in those moments, like to really reflect. I call them the mirror conversations. Like you need to sit there and talk to yourself in the mirror. You don't need to go out and look for more things. You don't need to push yourself into more busyness. And if that's where you always go, think about where that's always led you. Because eventually you have to sit with yourself and realize what you actually need and what you actually need to work on. It's not easy. It's freaking weird and awkward a lot of the time. I spend a lot of my internal work like talking to God, honestly. That's when I do it, in my quiet moments in the morning when I'm having a conversation with him and me, and then I'm actually reflecting on what's coming up out of that conversation. But I have to make a point of allowing that time to happen. And if I just said, no, I can't sit here in silence, I can't sit here and do this, it's weird, because it is, it is a little weird, I, I can't do that then I'm never giving myself the chance or opportunity to really find any inner peace. And I'm always looking for something else externally to fill a void that it is not meant to do. It will not. No matter what the marketing wizards of the world try to tell you, like that car, that whatever amount of money, that's not going to fill the void in your life. It's just not. And how many times do we have to get that thing to realize that that's not it? I know I'm still learning, but that's a big pill to swallow to know that you need to look at yourself again, victim mentality. You want to point out to what you don't have or the world or who did this or that. No, you need to spend a little time having one of those mirror conversations and talk to yourself and figure out what you actually need and want. And quiet reflection will do that. And right along with quiet reflection is really just the idea that it's time to release the expectations like in those quiet moments, in that self-reflection, when you're creating that inner peace, there's no way to do it other than to let go of some of the things that you haven't been letting go of. Let go of the idea that it's all going to be perfect. Let go that you are going to be perfect. And that's one of the hardest things I've had to do in my life is release the idea that I can be perfect because it's almost impossible for me to believe that I shouldn't be perfect. And yet here I am imperfect. And releasing those expectations and teaching myself and having like you, Brandon, be able to kind of speak into my life in that way. Like you're going to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. You don't know everything. You're not supposed to know everything. You're not supposed to be an expert the first time you try something. All of those things that kind of temper my expectations a little bit, those all help me. And they help me not just to be able to let go, but also to create more of that sense of inner peace in myself. Yeah. It's interesting too. Cause like the, the, the negative voice wants me to have these expectations. And then when they don't, the negative little toddler comes out in my brain and gets all mad that it's not going exactly like I planned. And then again, like we just touched on, what opportunities are you missing out on by not doing that? Like you want it all to go a certain way, but then you miss out on the opportunity. And I like that word there, opportunities that you're missing out on. Not that it's not the things that aren't going the way they're supposed to go, what are the surprises and the, the reasons like you're, you're, you know, something happened to your car and you're stuck in this place. Why am I here? Why am I stuck here? And what could I get from this? What experience could I have rather than 
man, this is going to mess up my whole day and it's going to mess up everything that I wanted to do and it's not going to go perfectly as planned like I wanted. And, the, and when you let go of some of those expectations, you find more of the contentment that you're looking for because you don't need to say, well, this, this, and this needs to happen for me to be happy. No, you can say, no, I appreciate the journey. I, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm riding in the car. I'm a passenger. I'm just riding in this car called life. I'm not the driver all the time. Cause that's the thing. We're all the driver, right? And the analogy, mm-hmm. we're all the driver. Well, sometimes you're not, sometimes you're the passenger in life and you're just, you're taking in the experiences. It doesn't mean it's negative. A passenger can also take in the experiences. Think about a long road trip. A passenger can still see the mountains. A passenger can still see the animals. Like a passenger can still have the experience of doing the thing without being in the driver's seat. The problem is we all want to force ourselves in the driver's seat and force everyone else in the car with us and say, no, we're going this way. But if everyone's trying to do that, then how are you anyone ever going to find contentment? You're not because you're constantly always trying to push your agenda on everyone else. And that, and we've learned that together, Meg, like you, you can't do that all the time. There's a lot of times in life, just as a simple example, we have like in, in a, like a week, my parents are going to be coming and we're like, oh man, we have all this stuff to do and all this stuff to get prepared. And then we're going to the beach. So then we have all this stuff to prepare for the beach. Eventually we will get to a place and I know this cause I know us too well. We will get to a place where we'll be like, okay, let's be realistic though. What do these things need to fall off? Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. We're probably not going to hack down that tree right now, you know, like, or whatever, you know, right. there's like, there's certain things that you just have to say, okay, we're setting ourselves up to fail. We're shooting ourselves in the foot with this. What can we realistically do where we're going to feel good about it moving forward? Yeah. It might not be all of what we want to do, but what can we do? And stuff just falls off. And we've gotten really good, like openly talking about that to say, okay, what could fall off? What, okay. uh, You know, I feel overwhelmed. I feel tired. I feel like this isn't going the way. Okay. So what could fall off of today? Even you think about in your own schedule out there, what could fall off today to make it a little easier? What, what expectations am I putting on this? That if I just let that go, I can find a little bit more contentment in the moment. And that's how you do it. You just do it by moment by moment, you know, experience by experience and it can be really simple. And the more you do it, the more we just, now we just openly have the dialogue, but you could openly have the dialogue just as easily with yourself to make the decision to say, okay, what can I let go of? And how can I find a little bit more contentment? Yeah. And I'm glad you, you mentioned overwhelm too, because I think that as you're releasing those expectations, as you're kind of coming to those conclusions that maybe I can't do it all and adjusting your schedule, adjusting your to-do list, adjusting your expectations of yourself. I think you're releasing some of the anxiety too. I think you're adjusting the level that you have to live at. Like when you're taking down a few things off your list, then there's not as much to do. And you can feel like, I know I breathe easier when I'm like, okay, I'm off the hook for this one thing. Like this one thing I no longer have to worry about. I feel better. I feel like I can accomplish the rest now because the one thing came off. And that's true of like any goal, any to-do list, any anything you're working toward or on, you can just kind of adjust to the priority and then move the rest down the list and it will help your anxiety. It will help that overwhelmed feeling because you no longer are responsible for all of it. That's why delegating works. That's why postponing works because every time you're doing that, you're giving yourself just a little bit of a breather and sometimes breathers are exactly what you need. Yeah, and it leads right into our last point here of just like nurturing personal growth, nurturing yourself and what you need and your growth and not the expectations of other people where they expect you to be, what they expect you to do. 
even what you're putting on yourself, like personally helping yourself, like self-help means you're helping yourself. Well, how are you doing that? You're not doing that by overscheduling and trying to over-deliver and then feeling bad and kicking yourself when it's not happening. You're doing that in the quiet moments we've already been talking about. You're doing that by giving yourself a break of saying this, I, I, I'm expecting way too much out of myself. And really what I need is a quiet moment or a quiet walk outside or a quiet thing. Or what is something I could do for myself today to make me feel better rather than this anxiety and fear and worry and unrealistic expectation? What are the things that I can do for myself today? And I don't even think we have to say much more on that to say like, that's a lot of where we live. We expect so much out of ourselves and out of others And then we wonder why we don't have a level of contentment. And in all of it, we refuse, refuse to let things go. Like we will not, because if someone did us wrong or if the world does wrong, or if this thing didn't go right, then we blow it out of proportion. And then we over-exaggerate. Even when we're telling someone else about it, we over-exaggerate. We all do it. And then we, in it, refuse to let go. But the whole point in this is there's real power in that. Right. I mean, we're the ultimate scorekeepers. We want to keep the score, keep the tab on who did what and why and how and when so that we can use that to come back up later. But ultimately, you're just hurting yourself when you do that. So you have to think, what do I need to do? How can I let go of some of this stuff? How can I adjust what I can control to make my life feel more fulfilled, to make my life feel better, to let go of the past, to let go of some of the anxiety of the future, to let go of the expectations that I have of myself and other people so that you can live the life that you're truly meant to live. So powerful. So powerful. So I'll leave you with this. I think all of us, you know, when you, when you're reflecting on this, you're going to feel some anxiety. You're going to feel some worry. You've probably told yourself that none of this would work and it can't work because your life, and if we only understood and this, that, and the other, I'm going to invite you to take a deep breath and then take another one and then pull out a little bit of courage because it's going to take some courage to delve into this, to take some steps into letting go of what's no longer serving you and then find the liberating power of that contentment once you start to let that stuff fall off your shoulders. I don't think any of us realize how heavy that weight is in that backpack that we've been lugging around for however many years. When you start letting stuff out of there and letting it go, that's where we can truly find the contentment that we're looking for. But the fact is, if we don't do that, if we don't let go, then how can we expect it to be any different? Have you found contentment yet? No? We'll try some of these things. We love y'all. And with that idea, we are going to be taking the month of July completely off. And so we will see you back in August. Don't miss us too much. Take care of yourselves and we'll see ya. Thanks for listening to Growth Reframed. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to connect with you. So shoot us a DM on Instagram at Growth Reframed. We love y'all.